The big three American automakers, General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler, dominated the U.S. auto industry by the late 1920s and further tightened their dominant grip when most remaining independent automakers did not survive the Depression. Substantial producers such as Hupp, Pierce Arrow, Franklin, Auburn, Willys Overland, Durant Motors, and others could not match the production and marketing economies of scale enjoyed by the big three. Two of the survivors, the Studebaker Corporation and the Packard Motor Car Company, merged in 1954 to form Studebaker Packard, which made automobiles until 1966. The Studebaker and Packard Company histories are well chronicled in several outstanding scholarly studies. The failed effort of Henry J. Kaiser and Joseph W. Frazier to start a new automobile company, the Kaiser Frazier Corporation, 1945-1955, showed the difficult challenge of starting a new automobile company in the post-war era. Historians have written dozens of competent corporate histories of the Big Three, but the independent automakers are largely ignored in general histories of the American automobile industry. Academic historians have focused on the winners in the competitive automotive industry, Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler. Serious automotive historians, including E.D. Kennedy, John B. Ray, and James J. Flink, treat the competitive outcome as inevitable. The smaller companies that eventually lost out to the giants and went out of business are consigned to an historical scrap heap and are largely forgotten. Their numerous contributions to automotive engineering, styling, and marketing are forgotten as well. One exception is Charles Edwards, who published a detailed study of the post-war struggles of the independent automakers to survive. The same can be said of the stories of the men who led the independent automakers. Biographies of Henry Ford are legion, and other leaders of the big three, such as Billy Durant, Alfred P. Sloan, and Walter Chrysler, are the subjects of serious biographies. In sharp contrast, biographers have not written about the pioneering leaders of Nash Motors and the Hudson Motor Car Company, including Charles Nash, George Mason, and Edward Coffin. One exception is the J.C. Long biography of Roy Chapin. Several authors, including John Condy and Patrick Foster, have compiled valuable pictorial histories of Nash, Hudson, and American Motors, which focus almost entirely on the automobiles they produced. These are useful books for the general reader and for collectors of classic cars, but add little to our understanding of the complexities of the American automotive industry during the first half of the 20th century. This study focuses on the business history of these firms, and it is intended to fill in at least part of the missing story of the independent automakers. This volume will examine the individual histories of Nash Motors, 1916-1954, and the Hudson Motor Car Company, 1909-1954, which survived long enough to merge in 1954 to form the American Motors Corporation, AMC, the last independent in the industry. American Motors achieved some success against its larger competitors primarily by concentrating on the production of compact cars. American Motors survived into the 1980s but allying itself with Renault, but it struggled to earn profits and in 1987, Renault sold AMC to the Chrysler Corporation. Several useful guidebooks to the Nash, Hudson, and American Motors products exist, but there is no serious business history with these automakers. The Walter P. Chrysler Museum in Auburn Hills, Michigan, has a wall display outlining the complex family trees of the Chrysler Corporation. The combined business genealogies of Walter P. Chrysler and the Chrysler Corporation, when Nash, Hudson, and AMC are added, 
include most substantial 20th century American automakers other than Ford, the various components of General Motors, and Studebaker Packard. Tracing the tangled tendrils of the interconnections among the early American automobile pioneers and their companies is a challenge to automotive historians. Charles W. Nash was the president of General Motors and Walter Chrysler's boss before Nash lost a battle with William C. Durant, resigned his presidency, and established Nash Motors. Chrysler also left General Motors following disputes with William C. Durant and soon helped rescue the Willys Overland Corporation. American Motors bought Kaiser Jeep, the surviving remnant of Willys Overland, in 1970, and Jeep was the main impetus for Chrysler's purchase of AMC in 1987. Roy D. Chapin, Howard E. Coffin, and Frederick O. Besner were the key men who worked at the Olds Motor Works in Detroit until 1906 when they founded Thomas Detroit, which evolved into Chalmers Detroit, which in turn later merged with Maxwell to become the birthplace of the Chrysler Corporation.